Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Let's get ready for Virginia Georgia Tech on Saturday night on the ACC Network. Chris Graham here on the podcast. And tomorrow night, Georgia Tech. Now, this is an interesting team. If you looked at their record, you say nine and eight. You kind of look through their their scores this season. They lost at home to UMass Lowell. They beat Howard by three. This is a team that, uh, you know, maybe is is a win, even on the road. Virginia hasn't won on the road yet this season. A true road game, Virginia 0-4. But then, uh, okay, now let's let's dive a little deeper. Georgia Tech, the same team that lost to UMass Lowell, barely beat Howard by three, has a win over Duke, lost by five at Duke, um, then had a five-game losing streak. That was, the, the, I think the Duke game was the last game in that five-game losing streak. They broke that five-game losing streak with a, Double overtime win at Clemson this week. It's a pretty good team. Damon Stoudemire, the first-year coach, uh, still getting a group uh, that includes three transfers and two freshmen uh, to kind of mesh. You know, it's an eight, nine, ten-man rotation, depending on the game. Uh, And they're meshing well, I would say. Um, Georgia Tech trailed by nine in that game at Clemson with 143 to go. Their win probability was just 0.7%. Came back, rallied to force OT, and eventually won that game. So let's get into what this Georgia Tech team uh, looks like. Uh, Miles Kelly is the leading scorer, 6'6 junior. He is one of the holdovers uh, from the previous regime. 15.5 points a game, 6.2 rebounds per game. But his shooting numbers uh, are are interesting. 35.8% field goal, 28% uh, from the three uh, line and also 66 or 68.8% from the foul line. Now he gets to the line 4.7 times a game, but clearly some issues with the shot. Uh, he's a volume shooter. That's why he's the leading scorer on this team. 14.5 shot attempts per game. So he'll shoot early. He'll shoot often, um, whether he's open or not. Uh, and that'll be a, a challenge there. Um, a uh, guy like that can get streaky guy like that can shoot himself and his team out of the game, depending on the night. Uh, not very efficient, but a guy who is very efficient is one of the freshmen, Bai Dongo. Uh, Bai is a 6'9 freshman, averaging 12.7 points, 8.9 rebounds per game, 59.8% from the field. I, I have in my stats here the three-point range. I'll have to update that. Um, he can be foul-prone, though. Uh, he fouled out of the Clemson game. That was one of three games in the last seven that he's fouled out of. Three of the other four games of that seven, he had four fouls. So that's a guy that... You know, if you can get the ball in the post or or get your guards in the paint and, and make him help, maybe he'll uh, he'll get himself out of the game with foul trouble. Uh, uh, and you'll want to try to do that because he's a guy who can who can really put some big numbers up, particularly on the boards. Eight point nine rebounds a game. Uh, Kalisi Reeves, six seven Florida transfer. I'm probably mispronouncing that name. I've not heard it pronounced. So he's a he's a junior. Is the other double digit scorer? Twelve point two points, forty five point nine percent field goal, forty one point nine percent from three. Watch him. Uh, especially on the switches, uh, he's he's going to be a guy that if he gets a sliver, he's going to he's going to take it. Now Stoudemire will go big. Uh, only two guys in the rotation are under six six. Those two guys are six three guards, Nathan George and Kyle Sturdivant, um, and both those guys are pretty efficient guys. Uh, George eight point nine points, four point seven assists per game. Sturdivant seven point eight points and three point uh, one assists per game. Um, and uh, both can shoot well from the from the uh, three point line. Play certain at thirty four point two percent. Ebenezer is an NC State transfer. You might remember that name from his couple years in NC State. He will start for this team or starts a lot for this team, 
but it kind of reminds me of how Virginia used to use Jack Salt. Uh, Jack Salt could start a game and play six minutes, and actually that's what Duawana did the other night um, in a double overtime game. Started, played six minutes, didn't get back in the game, um, but he'll help set the tone for that team if if that's how he's used. Uh, Tyjon Claude and Dallin Coleman are two guys off the bench that you uh, will want to watch for. Claude is a 5.1 point and 5.1 rebound per game guy. Uh, and Coleman uh, shoots 36.8% from three and averages 7.5 points per game in his, his action off the bench. So how Virginia matches up in this one? Jordan Miner, uh, I'm, I'm hoping he he was the revelation from the Virginia Tech game. You know, he started the game at Wake, uh, went 22 minutes in that one, actually played 26 in the win over Virginia Tech, had 16.5 rebounds. Um Played great defense. That was even more important. He set the tone defensively, uh, holding Lynn Kidd, who came in averaging nearly 15 points and over seven rebounds a game, to two points and two boards in 16 minutes. The 16 minutes for kids, not because of foul trouble. He only had, I don't, he either had one foul or, or no fouls in the game. Um, I'm thinking if my mind serves, but no, not foul trouble was the reason. It was it, Mike Young uh, took him out of the game because of ineffectiveness. And that was because of Jordan Minor, who only gave up one basket in the game defensively. Now, um, I'm a smidge concerned. You know, if, if you were paying attention, uh, Miner left the floor uh, at the 408 mark uh, in the second half. Um, he was limping a little bit. He actually got looked at by the training staff, uh, came back to the bench uh, and, and was there and looked like he would be ready to check back in, just didn't get back in. So that could have been a decision because the game was, uh, at, when he was finally ready to get back in, it was a point in the game where Tony Bennett may have decided, hey, I want to substitute offense for defense. Uh, they're going to you know make us shoot foul shots. I want to get ball handlers in the game. Maybe that's why he didn't get in. We certainly hope it wasn't because of any lingering issues that will cause him to miss this game because Miner was so effective. Blake Buchanan also effective in limited action at eight points uh, in 11 minutes, but you'd love to see Miner and Buchanan be available to play the five spot for Virginia in this game. Uh, and and I, I really feel like with Miner and then also Dante Harris, who was back from missing 10 games due to an injury that he suffered over the Thanksgiving break, they, this was a different Virginia team with those two guys on the floor uh, for, for long stretches. Um, the matchup with, with Kelly, the leading scorer, and UVA senior guard Reese Beekman should be a fun watch. Uh, but I will mention again Dante Harris in the, in the context of this. Dante Harris, a guy – that because of his great defense, and he, he'd he only practiced, I think Tony Bennett said a third of the Monday practice and about a half of the Tuesday practice after being out for those six weeks. Uh, the training staff gave him a go. The medical staff said he could go. And it was just as a matter of how much Harris himself could go. Uh, he played 17 minutes, uh, had some issues defensively early on in that game. Uh, but as the game wore on, he you know got his feet back under him. He had 5.5 assists on the offensive end. Uh, and Harris defensively will will give Reese Beekman not only a spell uh, and a chance to sit down for some minutes uh, so that, you know, Harris is a guy who can run the team from the uh, point guard standpoint on offense, but he can also get in there and play the uh, other team's best guard and give Beekman some time to, to you know, be, be a little be a little more relaxed on the defensive end so he could be effective down the stretch. That's the important thing that Dante Harris has a couple important things that Dante Harris does. Ryan Dunn, I uh, want to see a little bit more out of him. Last couple of games, he's only shot the ball a total of eight times, four times in each game. And uh, uh, he that's in 49 minutes of action. And in his previous three games, he had averaged 14.7 points, and he was 20 for 26 from the floor. Now, 
Dunn, who is a projected lottery pick or late lottery pick or or first uh, just outside the lottery in the first round, in the 2024 draft by a lot of the mock drafts I'm looking at, uh, is a guy that's still okay. So defensively, he's a guy that's 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 what's getting his accolades and his 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 attention from NBA front offices. His superior physical attributes, his great defense. His offense is still pretty limited. He's a he's a a screen and roll, and he's he's a guy who has to roll off those screens, get pocket passes. Uh, his his three point shot is is inconsistent. He's in the low twenties on that. His free throw shooting has taken a hit of late. Uh, he's not a guy who's going to hit the mid range jumper on you. He's pretty much a guy that, and he he really doesn't create his own shot off the dribble. He's a guy that catches those passes and and throws down. Um, you'd like to see more from him in that respect and maybe even, you know, see if he can knock down an open jumper every once in a while. Um, he makes the team more effective because right now um, it, it, it guys can lay, lay off of him in that respect. Another guy you want to see be more effective in this game and, and just in general is Isaac McNeely. McNeely is a statistical enigma. He's averaging double digits. In fact, 11.4 points per game has him second on this team in scoring, but he's only been in double digits six times in 16 outings this season. Um, he's either feast or famine. Uh, right now, we were in the famine phase. He had a couple of 22-point games, you might remember, back in uh, December. Then he had a stretch of, I think it was five games, maybe six in single digits. Then back-to-back 18-point games, we're back in the single-digit range again. Uh, in his last two, he's had eight points in each of the last two games. Uh, two of ten shooting in the loss at Wake Forest. Three of eight shooting uh, in the win uh, over Virginia Tech on uh, Wednesday. Uh, but uh, certainly a guy that... Uh, you know, you're going to want to see hit some shots, uh, get especially early to get into a rhythm. And this Virginia team playing on the road again, 0-4 in true road games, all those losses by double digits, 1-5 and uh, away from JPJ. I think that's right. Well, I guess, yeah, 1-5? Yeah, actually 2-5 and five away from JPJ. The win uh, at in Charlotte against Florida early in the season was, was a, a, a neutral slate game. And then the the one and one stretch down in Fort Myers included the win over West Virginia. So two and five away from JPJ, but neither of those were true road games. Um, this Virginia team is obviously going to need to be able to win some games on the road uh, to play in the the correct postseason that we want them to play in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and so a chance here against a pretty good Georgia Tech team. Don't let that nine and eight record fool you. Uh, one win over Duke, a tough loss to Duke, a win at Clemson in double overtime. This Georgia Tech team is is nothing to overlook as far as that goes. Ken Palm is the only thing I've looked at in terms of uh, a projection for how this game could go, and it has uh, Ken Palm has it, the analytical uh, model there has Virginia winning this one by one point. So obviously, uh, expect um, if you know th- this one to be pretty close as far as that goes. Um, we will have live coverage uh, post game uh, as soon as the game is over tomorrow night. Game starts at six on the ACC network. We're hoping we'll actually be able to watch. The whole game on the ACC network. There's a four o'clock game. It's part of a triple header. Uh, you may be stuck, and and this is I'm not looking forward to. Um, I'm like you. I'm not going down to it, or like I'm, I'm sure a lot of you. I'm not going down to Atlanta, uh, and so I'll be watching the game on TV. The last time I was uh, tuning in on ACC network, and the game started late on TV because of a, a, a you know previous game going over. Uh, ACC Network X was hard to sign into. It's really frustrating, uh, at least for me, and maybe this is the case for a lot of you guys and gals uh, listening or watching on YouTube. Um, but yeah, you can't. I mean, I, at least my experience, you can't t- 
tune into you know, like you can't log into the game until the game starts, quote unquote. Uh, and then it takes a little bit of time for it to heat up. I, I usually have stat broadcast up uh, UVA athletics, the UVA athletics app uh, will show you the stat broadcast uh, stats. Um, those are live. Basically, as soon as a basket goes in, it seems like within a couple seconds, uh, it goes up. And I mean, we might be a minute in the game, a minute into the game before before we can get the ACC Network X or ESPN uh, plus to, to, to heat up and come on. So. Uh, any case, uh, we'll root for whoever the four o'clock game is to to you know not stretch out. <laughs> uh, certainly, no double overtimes like the other night when Georgia Tech and Clemson played till almost midnight. Um, we'll we'll miss the whole first half if that's the case, but no, we'll have uh, we'll have coverage after the game, uh, and then eventually, uh, you know, the analysis, my five five observations column, uh, then I'll transcribe Tony Bennett's post game interview, get his thoughts. Uh, as as well. Um, trying to think of anything else. The, earlier this week, uh, in addition to the coverage and post game coverage of the Virginia Tech game, we had a long uh, look. Uh, it was about a seventeen hundred word or so piece uh, looking at uh, the Virginia football roster. Uh, now that I mean, we're not done with the transfer portal season, certainly, but the Virginia co coach Tony Elliott has filled a lot of the uh, needs. Uh, not to say that there aren't a few more he might want to address, but, uh, you know, needs at wide receiver, two tight ends, uh, filling up that room, uh, another quarterback in the mix, uh, addition by not losing guys on the defensive line. The defensive line should be a position of strength, one addition on the offensive line, and then a bunch of guys staying there as well. The secondary really beefing up. So we have an in-depth look at uh, the what the roster is looking like as we're getting ready to head into the spring. Uh, and so, uh, you know, love you to check that out, put a lot of work into that, uh, the last few weeks, busy on the transfer portal, uh, you know, instead of just looking at it piecemeal, like we've done, we th thought it'd be a great idea to just kind of put it all in one place. And so there it is. Uh, also a piece, uh, looking at, uh, if you're a UVA basketball season ticket holder, how, uh, you may have already gotten the email from Virginia athletics foundation, but it looks like, uh, your parking, uh, passes might cost you a lot more next year. And uh, we have we have an insight on that as well. So, hey, if you have any questions for me, any comments, of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can uh, comment there. The uh, the comments go directly to me. Uh, I, I tend to try to respond to those uh, on there or at least like them uh, or acknowledge them in some way, right? But you can do that. You can email me at chris at augustafreepress.com. Um, very blessed that, uh, gosh, we've got dozens of folks who email me regularly with either their thoughts on, um, a basketball game or a football game back in football season, recruiting other issues around those programs, other programs, uh, in, in the UV athletics tree. Uh, and, uh, those folks, if you're watching or if you're listening, uh, you can vouch for, I'm, I'll, I'll respond back to you and we can have some good email conversations. And sometimes we even get to meet at the games. Uh, but feel free to drop me a line there too. Really like to to hear from you what you're thinking, what you want us to look into uh, in UVA. Again, that's Chris at AugustaFreePress.com.